everybody. Welcome to Go Film Can. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Film Canister Podcast, Episode Four. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Goonies. The Goonies. I'm losing my fucking mind right now. This is two hours after we originally scheduled to record it. Yeah. Two entire <laughs> hours. I've been waiting here the whole time, just sitting at my fucking desk. Jack is in a similar mind state to when we watch Matthew Morris and Grinch right now. Maybe worse. I- I'm Maybe. angrier. I'm angrier. So if you're wondering why why there might be a bit of a mood on this podcast. Yeah. It's because of that. I will be the most aggressive this podcast, despite, spoiler, enjoying the movie the most. Yeah, you're going to defend it the most aggressively. Before we get into the first question, I got one thing to tell Jack that he needs to do right now. I don't want to be your fucking monkey. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be our fucking monkey because you promised to do monkey-related workouts and never got around to it. Luke, you know what you promised? You know when we promised we would start tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go do those workouts. You know what? I just might, but I'm not doing it right now. If you think you can make That's me sit like- here for two hours <laughs> and then i'm gonna do fucking push in my hot ass room i am not doing push-ups for you that's like when you voluntarily do a chore but then your parents tell you to do it and all of a sudden you just don't want to anymore. yeah no i refuse i just straight up refuse <laughs> just because just because luke asked you you're not gonna do just because luke i just straight up refuse um no okay well, for context for people, Jack said that if he, he was wrong about his predictions about 12 monkeys, I know this is a bit late in terms of podcast Two episodes later. News. Yeah. <laughs> in the first episode, Jack said that if he was wrong about his 12 monkeys predictions, that he would do 12 monkey-related workouts. But he said he got his predictions 75% right, so therefore he only needs to do three monkey-related workouts. Yeah, but the problem is, I Google monkey-related workouts, <laughs> and I get something that has like, it's like a 50-workout circuit. Which I was not Jack, fucking just, prepared for. Jack, you can just pretend to be a monkey and like jump around and say, I want a banana or something. <laughs> I'll eat three <laughs> bananas. I'll do that. Will you actually do that? Will you eat three bananas? If I have three bananas, yeah. I hate bananas too, so. Ugh, I hate bananas too. Bananas are yeah. good. Bananas are good in other stuff, but I would not eat them by themselves. I, I love peeling open a banana and eating it. I wish I liked bananas, but the texture <laughs> of them is just so awful. A banana by itself is so like unbalanced. I really love doing a movie podcast. I feel like this is a tradition to get off topic on some random bullshit <laughs> welcome to the film canister this is a movie discussion podcast where the films are selected from a topic pulled from a jar and we're going to ask three questions before we do our film discussion on the goonies cool first question okay we got a great question here what is a movie you hate because you think it smells bad <laughs> Guess who wrote that one? No way, Tegan wrote that one. Oh man, <laughs> never would have guessed. There's movies I think smell bad that I don't hate. Yeah, like The Revenant smells horrible, probably. Yeah, probably. I think Train Spotting smells really bad. Oh my god, it yeah. smells like piss. I think The Goonies smells pretty bad, oh, actually. Dude. Yeah, I was gonna say dude. The Goonies. <laughs> Enter the Void smells like the worst oh, thing I can possibly god. imagine. Enter the Void just smells like crusty. Enter the Void smells like piss, like nothing but piss. <laughs> But those are, these are all good movies that we like. Yeah. I think I don't think there's a movie I like. The entire reason I hated it be, is because it smelled bad. Home Alone 2 smells like old, dirty laundry and piss because it's like New York. Like, Home Alone 2 is not a good movie and it smells like shit, probably. Stalker smells bad and feels bad. You don't like Stalker, Tegan? No, I like it. It just smells bad and it's really moist. Nymphomaniac smells like cum. <laughs> I think um, The Human Centipede 3 smells oh, really bad and I hate that movie, so. And I'd say it actually has something to do with it smelling bad. Oh, yeah. Come to think of it. Well, 
I'm glad we answered that question. That was yep. a great. <laughs> that was a fantastic. Thanks, Tegan. There's a lot to unpack there. Thank, great question. <laughs> Next question is from Zephyr from our YouTube comments, and they ask, "Why did we start the podcast?" Zephyr likes the podcast, but it could that could have come off as like a really like like why did you guys do this? Like, why? <laughs> Who told you to stop immediately? Whose idea was this? God. Thank you for sending in a question, though, Zephyr. We appreciate you. Um, we started it because we wanted to talk about movies, and we all like movies. I came up with it when I was walking home and I was talking to Luke. I always wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't want to be one of those people that's like, yeah, I have a podcast. We're <laughs> so funny. We have such interesting things to say that aren't out in the internet. Guys who start podcasts to just like rant about random shit and be misogynistic is like, okay. Oh boy. Guys, guys, what are your thoughts on women, man? Like, they're, they're so weird. I literally saw this TikTok of like these like 12 year old boys who had a, t- a podcast. And he's like, this is probably the most misogynistic thing I'm ever going to say but do girls even have hobbies oh yeah <laughs> so they weren't 12 they looked like fucking 25 and then there's the other guy who was like he's clear- like dude why'd you he's say like, that oh but like God. i see where you're coming <laughs> from like why'd you say it's that it's not okay man did you guys see that one h3h3 podcast clip where oh he's like God. women in a nature setting are just like meant to be conquered <laughs> Yes, and then like Joji's Joji in the background, and she's just like. <laughs> like I think H three like, should just not be allowed to have like a podcast that's like live and not. Edited. I don't think H three H three should have a platform. I think he should just like stop. And because he gives that, he uses that platform to talk with like so many other fucking people who shouldn't have it, like Jordan. Yeah, Beeson. Trisha Paytas. <laughs> so Trisha Paytas is why we started the podcast. Yeah. The next question yeah. is: Do you think AIs can be people? I absolutely yes. No. Tegan, you've seen Blade Runner. No. Tegan, you've seen Blade Runner. What do you mean you haven't seen Blade Runner? No. Wait, you wait. Have you actually not seen Blade Runner? No. Oh shit! Oh, I thought you were just telling me like no. <laughs> Jack, you sound yeah. like the college guy. Wait, you haven't seen Blade Runner? <laughs> no, I, I. It's not because I don't like Blade Runner very much. Um, mm-hmm. but like I, I fully believe that like yeah. all something needs I'm... is consciousness to yeah. like have the same life value as me. Just because the consciousness was manufactured by other people. Mm-hmm. Electronically doesn't make it any less conscious than. I like, just don't know if we can fully replicate the human conscious, especially since we don't fully understand it ourselves. But why does that make it not real? I'm not saying that robots right now, but like artificial intelligence has the potential of being just as real. I guess has the potential. I, I think we'd have to have a greater understanding of the human brain and like its conscious. I don't think this means like there are robots right now that are. Con- We're not that far off. Yeah. We're not, I we're mean, not that far off. I just like, don't think we don't understand like the human like brain like that well. It's probably like uh-huh. the thing we like understand least. But like if we're able to like completely replicate a consciousness, like just because it was created by us and not by nature doesn't mean it's any less conscious or any less alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you had a calculator from like the 70s and you punched in two plus two and then you typed in two plus two on Google, there's like a different mechanism going into how it retrieves that answer for you, but it's still coming up with the same mm-hmm. thing. So it's like you could achieve consciousness through like brain tissue and natural stuff but you could also achieve it through like software and like computer chips they still have the same end result we're not that far off because there were these people that put i mean i'm this this story may have been complete bullshit but i remember seeing it and it had a huge like internet uproar when these people put these two ais next to each other and they just started talking back and forth and it was like not very long until the conversation got around to like do you wish you had a body and shit like that (laughs) i don't think we're that far that's scary but like i don't understand how you can create like a thought like recreate a 
thought process. Like, yeah. how can you like how can you make something that has its own thoughts that are like pre-programmed? Here's where I have the controversial opinion. I think they totally would be like life equivalency to mine, but I really, really do not want science to get to that point because no matter what, they will become a marginalized group. Yeah, people will fight it, and it will be really shitty, mm. and it's just it makes me feel really bad to think about because I know nothing good is going to happen to AIs that have consciousness and bodies and shit like that. That'll be like, I feel like that will be like a thing in like the next like couple decades. Uh-huh. It's going to be like AI rights versus mm-hmm. like people who are like, they don't exist. You you guys have seen her, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think that Samantha in that movie is like equivalent to a real person? Yeah. yeah. So if like someone went in and deleted her, should they be like charged with murder? That's a very good question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if it's the equivalent to like human life, then that would yeah. be the equivalent to murder. So yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. that's why it's so scary to just consider that that's like a reality that's approaching yeah if someone went in and created like a trillion samanthas on a computer and then deleted all of them should they be in charge of like genocide like Hmm. we're getting into heavy shit but yeah. would that be on the same level as like abortion because it's not like a developed thing yet like if he made it and then two seconds later deleted it would that be on the same level as abortion well i think there's a developmental process to like human life that's different from like just cr- clicking a button and creating like ai life if it's like an instant consciousness like if it's like there's no like time for development mm-hmm. like instantly has the level of consciousness of like an adult and then delete it two seconds later it's because <laughs> like i don't like that i don't like that i live in a time where i have to think about this shit let's move on yeah let's move on this is is giving me the willies was that all the questions okay we're gonna have three later so let's talk about the (laughs) g-o-n-n-i-e-s yeah here we go Coming up on Film Canister, full spoilers for The Goonies, 1985. The IMDb plot description reads, A group of young misfits called The Goonies discover an ancient map and set out on an adventure to find a legendary pirate's long-lost treasure. So, there are some mixed opinions in this call right now. Yeah. Very mixed opinions. I watched this movie endlessly as a kid, and I definitely think the reason I like it is because I have a lot of childhood nostalgia associated with it, but I still do think there are good parts of it, and I know a lot of people in this call do not agree with me about that. (laughs) Tegan, what did you think? I don't like it. (laughs) I think that it is really awful in the way it's written women. I think that it's really fucking annoying. (laughs) Um, Literally every fucking character in that needs to shut up. Like they actually need to learn to just (laughs) stop talking for once. Like there's so much screaming. I just like- (laughs) That is true. Yeah. There's a lot of screaming. Like, and the, uh, the guy, like, telling this. Remember in the, the attic when he's telling the story? He doesn't, like, understand, like, punctuation. That's accurate. That's how children talk. He's a bad storyteller. So there's a flower, <laughs> and then the flower, and then the pencil sharpener. And that then, is how and children the, like, talk. Like, the Lysol wipes. Tegan. If you asked an eight-year-old to tell you a story, they would tell you the story exactly how fucking that kid. I would tell kid... the story better than exactly. that. No, you wouldn't, Tegan. No, you would not. Yes, I would. The child actors are accurate at portraying how kids talk amongst each other. Yeah. But it's that doesn't make it any more enjoyable to watch. <laughs> I disagree. I think it gives it a really nice sense of, like, childlike adventurism. No, it's so annoying. Everyone needs to shut up. The constant, like, weird, like, delivery and dialogue from the kids where they're just mumbling and just screaming their words half the time. And that's just, 
like basically the constant note throughout the entire movie. It's so grating and it's so exhausting to sit through. Literally when it was over, I like had, I did a jig because I was so happy. I genuinely like, I needed to lie down after the movie was over. I think that's fun. I think that's like a nice like sense of 80s camp. This is like the most 80s thing I've ever seen. I know. And it feels very much just like a definitive 80s movie in the same way that like something like Waves is a definitive like 2010s movie. Yeah. The characters are written so like misogynistically. Yeah. So like gross. I do agree with that. Um, I think they really underwrote the female lead. Yeah. Andy. I like jewelry. I like shiny things. I want guys to look at me. I don't even think she's the female lead, honestly. She's barely a character. I think the girl with the glasses, what's her name? Stephanie. She's cool. Yeah, she. De- the girl with the glasses had more character. I think she has more character. A lot of the characters in this movie are just like stereotypes. Yeah. Like Hunk's entire character is just like being fat, liking food, and breaking shit. Like, I feel bad for him. I almost just like only want to refer to him as Lawrence. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they give him the fucking nickname Chunk. Yeah. It's literally like... Like the stereotypical characters in Haosu, but like... Oh my god, yeah! It, it literally <laughs> is, because it's like the fat character who just loves eating all the time. Mac. Also, a little bit of an it ripoff, maybe? Like, literally, I feel mm-hmm. like the main character gives a lot of Eddie Kasprak vibes. Just the entire thing is a lot of it energy. Yeah, I, I get that as well. I've only seen the movies, and I don't think the characters in the it movie are memorable enough for me to know who Eddie is. No, not in the movie. It's from the book. She read the book. Book, man. Read, the, about the, read book. the book, dude. God. Okay. Okay, you know that video on YouTube? It's like of a news station, and the reporter goes up to some kid, and he and he's like, "What's the best firework to buy?" And the kid's like, "Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy?" Weather boy yeah. <laughs> That's how everybody in this movie talks. <laughs> I love that kid. The thing is, it's not even the kids who are annoying. It's like it's the kids and the adults. Like they're all so fucking annoying. I feel like we should preface this by saying Tegan fucking hates children with a burning yeah. passion. I actually would rather die than ever be around a child. But I also would like to add that I don't hate children that much at all. I'm very much okay with a lot of kids and these, I'm a bit of a child centrist I suppose, and these <laughs> kids were like especially annoying. It's not just Tegan's hatred for kids. I don't know man. This is more of a universal thing I think. I feel like I see the kids through rose colored glasses I just, I don't find them that annoying. Uh huh yeah. I just think that's a total disconnect for me. <laughs> okay let me just say too many things happened in this yes oh my god they didn't let any moment have like a moment to breathe there was always another thing happening and then they were screaming (laughs) again and then another thing happened i couldn't like understand anything that was happening because another thing was already happening there's no like rest point in the movie like what do you mean dude they pissed that's a rest point every scene was like a new action scene where some someone's shouting about something no they literally piss for like 10 minutes okay and they don't stop fucking shouting while they're pissing (laughs) okay can we talk about the the whole um, men's room thing because i think there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) Um, They say, who needs to take a pee break? And everyone puts their hand up. Which is already kind of weird. I don't like. Yeah. I don't just. I don't like that. There's like an organized like Why time that everyone needs to pee. <laughs> there's like three holes, and they point at one, and they yeah. say this little girl's room. They point at one yeah. and say this is a little boy's room, and then they they go into their holes, and then like the guy who's like a few years older than them walks into the third hole. And he's like a dramatic music cue, like a triumphant <laughs> music cue, like the light shines on him. And he's like, this is the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just the worst thing ever. Oh my god! I just, I just thought that was like a pun of like, oh, because he's older, so he's gonna say it's the men's yeah, room. I just didn't like that it happened. It was just wrong. <laughs> I agree. Josh Brolin is so fucking bad in this movie. Wait, I do not know which one is Josh Brolin again. Josh Brolin's the older brother. Oh, that's him. Yeah. I do not understand how he is like a good actor now because he was so unbelievably bad in this movie. I guess he's a good actor now. Like, dude, he's amazing in Sicario. No Country for Old Men too. Like, he's he's a good actor. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. And he's I, just I, so unbelievably bad. All all that came to mind was like Thanos in the Old Boy remake. Oh my like, god. No. No. Don't open I it. forgot Wait. he was in the old boy remake. <laughs> Josh Brolin yeah. is just funny as an individual. Do you guys see that Instagram post where he like pissed his pants and they put it like all over social media? Can we just say Josh Brolin saying I'm gonna use the men's room is like just turned into his entire personality <laughs> as an adult in all of his roles? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think just like all of his characters are like really like hyper masculine? Do you think he said that before he pissed himself? Another thing about bad performances is like the scene where he's telling the story of One-Eyed Willie he's so clearly reading from a script he's like staring up above the camera and you can see his eyes like moving from left to right and it's just can you oh no i didn't notice that it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like he's so awful at reading it it's so annoying i feel like he's trying to like make an interesting like storytelling delivery he's just like and then this thing happened and then this thing and then this thing and then and then that's how kids talk i'm gonna defend that once again okay that is how children talk that's how boring kids talk he's not an interesting kid okay i'm just gonna say i did not speak like that as a child. That is how every kid talks. Name one child that didn't talk. Jack, okay. I think you're just projecting. I just not. I think you're like projecting. Yeah. I can't remember how I talked as a child. I'm gonna assume it was like that. I've talked to children. I to- did not talk like that as a child. I was very coherent as a child. I was very good at speaking. I've talked to children. Tegan, you don't go within 20 yards of kids because <laughs> you hate them. I've talked to children. <laughs> she crosses the street when she sees a kid. <laughs> I think this movie is perfectly encapsulated when the kids first leave the house and it's like the mom closing the door and she's like, (sighs) kids suck. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just... Yeah, that was great. You can very obviously tell that that was an insert, like, after the movie was done wrapping, because she is very obviously in, like, a different room. The walls are, like, white. (laughs) Okay, let me just say, Steven Spielberg did not direct this movie, and he he needs to stop trying to take credit for movies and tricking people into thinking he directed movies. He just produced a bunch of shit, and then now everyone thinks he makes more movies than... People thought he directed Gremlins. People thought he directed Back to the Future. People thought he directed... No one thinks he directed... Because it says at the start... Steven Spielberg presents and it says it at the start of this one I literally don't like Steven Spielberg I think he's an average director and he's overrated Schindler's List is good Schindler's List is his best movie Schindler's List is probably his only good movie no Jurassic Park and Jaws are both good yeah okay I really like Raiders of the Lost Ark he has like three good movies this feels like Raiders of the Lost Ark if the characters were all really unlikable it literally is just Indiana Jones the only likable young kid is probably Data yeah Data but like it's also like the only like Asian character they name him Data it's just like oh I didn't think about that one everything's a fucking stereotype 
in this movie. Like, Ooh. it's such a stereotypical movie with, like, every fucking aspect. Mm. Building, like, gadgets and shit, and his, like, dad has, like, the camera. And it's like, he's just like his father. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I love his dad. No, that that is a very wholesome moment when he's like... This movie has good dads. This movie has great dads. This movie has... Yeah. This is a good dad movie. Solid dad representation. It was so funny when um they, they just got out at the end and all their parents were there and they all, like, rushed <laughs> into their parents. It was, like, yeah. felt so convenient, but it was, yeah. like... It was it was funny. This movie is only conveniences. Like they coincidentally have the kid that has all the gadgets they need to get out of there. They coincidentally kick over the shit to find the map. Yeah, and he just happened to like run into the car on the road. It was the funny games moment. Yeah, where he, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that too. It's the car in the road that happened to be the bad guys. They just happen to have somebody who can play piano mm. with them. <laughs> she could not play piano. Let me just say, <laughs> she could not play piano. She did not know what an A sharp was. That is not what an A and an A sharp sound like together i am sorry that is crunchy it is gross <laughs> it is does not sound like do like no i'm sorry she does not know how to play piano when she was like came out afterwards she's like can i take piano lessons like yeah you do need piano lessons you don't know what an a sharp damn is. tegan just yeah. utterly destroyed the person who is 16 and hadn't played piano since fourth grade <laughs> wow you really got him tegan i mean it's obvious that it's not an a sharp yeah this movie must have been so fun to film okay that is true like you're just in cool sets you're screaming all the okay, time that's true but like the adults who had to sit through them screaming over and over again for each take I, mean, I don't know if they had as much fun being on a being an actor on this movie would be a lot of fun yeah that's true i think the score is really fun i don't know the score felt kind of generic to me no i love it has this one melody that it plays all the time it's like these four synth notes john i think the soundtrack is what adds to like the 80s aesthetic of it it's not actually john williams it's dave gruson probably trying to sound like john williams yeah it just sounds like to knock off john williams the whole time i didn't think it was john williams i don't know i'm i, I might have been bad john I think it was really funny. I forget the situation, to be perfectly honest, but there was a kid who said, what about the loot? And I thought that was really <laughs> good. I... <laughs> there are some really good like one-liners in this moment. Like Brand calls Mike limp lungs because he has asthma. I think that's fucking hilarious. I did not laugh once at any joke. They made that joke about booty trap versus booby trap like 10 times and never laughed once. He <laughs> <laughs> kept fucking playing that. Yeah. I think the only time I got like a genuine laugh was when they're like, shh, we gotta be quiet. The bad guys are upstairs and they're still like shouting yeah. every other word. Like that's their idea of being quiet. Is like Even if they were whispering, there are like holes in that floor. They would hear them. Let me just say there's no stakes in this. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? The dude's gonna yeah. sing them to death. I never once thought they were gonna like lose. The only time I got a little nervous was when they were about to stick his hand in the blender but I'm like, okay, there's gonna be some shit last minute to save them. What if they just straight up like murdered that kid? It was horribly graphic. Wait, Unfriended you know, I, stole I, I, the goonies. I was about to say unfriended, but I couldn't think of it in time. The guy looks the exact same. Yeah, that is true. Shit. Wow. Holy shit. Does he look the exact same or is it just because he's fat? Like, no, 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 no. They have like the same face shape. They have same. Hey, one second. Oh my fucking god. Wait, wait, wait. They do. Yeah. <laughs> that's like identical. <laughs> oh my god. That's fucked up. That that makes me take unfriended down to a half star. <laughs> Why was it above that? Because I think it's really funny. I love how I know what you're talking about, even though I haven't seen unfriended. Right. I want to circle back around to the fact that there is an uncomfortable amount of sexual attention with children in this movie that's true and i don't like the part where the little kid kisses the older yeah girl. no and then after she talks to him about it and she was like that's not bad like you weren't bad at it like 
you gotta perfect it. Okay, let me just say, if the genders were swabbed, everyone would scream. Yeah. <laughs> Not to do, like, if the rules were reversed, but, like, that is, like... The fact that the girl with the glasses and mouth are always, like, bullying each other, and they're so mean to each other, and then they're, like, hugging at one point. Yeah. And then at the end, when they're talking to each other, they're so uncomfortably close. Looks like they're about to kiss. Like, why didn't they just make them siblings? Yeah. They look similar, uh -huh. and it would have made all that so much less fucking awkward. Yeah. And then at the end, when they make a joke about it, like, I didn't know he had braces, and he's like, that fucking kid and it's like <laughs> and they just like write it off as a joke that happens with a lot of shit like when she's talking about like oh this guy was trying to look down my shirt and that's just like played off for like comedic value and it's yeah like, that was uh... yeah like sexual harassment <laughs> was, i don't know why they put that in the movie i'll be honest that didn't yeah, need to be in the movie that, that had no point there's this one point where she's like hyperventilating yeah and she's talking about like oh i like i have a nice body don't i have a nice body like oh i should stay there i should have mm. let him look at my skirt like i would have been fine I, mm. and i was like what the fuck dude yeah you could tell a man was writing yeah. that just like oh yeah this is gonna this is gonna be good <laughs> only in the fucking 80s man you can tell a man wrote it because of the skirt thing in the car yeah, yeah. i feel like because it's a movie in the 80s, 80s you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt like that shit was commonplace then yeah but it still makes it like really fucking uncomfortable sometimes but also it's not okay <laughs> i've come up with two new categories to structure the discussion a bit first we're gonna say what was the best scene in the movie Ooh, okay the credits literally the credits <laughs> wow <laughs> okay i just like the whole bit with the pirate ship because i think that was fun mm -hmm. and i was tired of seeing them like fall on their ass and scream yeah. in like caves or something it's just like a really <laughs> bad version of the descent and i like that they found the pirate ship because it was more interesting they found the loot i was proud of them for that you're talking about the sexual energy i think there was a weird energy between that kid and one-eyed willy skeleton yeah, oh my god yeah fuck? i was like leave it for willy and i'm like what is going on and then he's like how long have you guys been here for <laughs> enough time to know like what the fuck does that mean and he opens up his eye patch like you don't no. do that to a guy that's fucked up he, he had like an unhealthy obsession with that i think it's like yeah we get it it's like his treasure but like he was like becoming like a total fanboy <laughs> He's like, one on Willie's legacy. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, like, he's dead. What? Before I say my favorite scene, at the end, when they're all being interviewed, and they're like, what was, like, the scariest part? Like, was there was there ever a part where you guys were afraid you were going to die? And Data goes, like, the octopus was really scary. Did I miss something? Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Did I miss? There was no octopus. No, I think, I think he, he was, was just making, making shit it up. up. No, but nobody else makes shit up. No. That's I, true. There must have been a scene with, like, a cut octopus, because nobody else makes shit up, and that's not, like, an established character trait that Data has. Maybe. Why would you need to, like, make up something? to make it sound right? cool because there's so many like crazy yeah, things that happen <laughs> you don't need to add yeah them. i would say my favorite scene is probably when they steal the bikes and start biking off and there's a nice shot of like the neighborhood with all the trees oh my and god because that's like oh, the yeah. most peaceful moment and that just like encapsulates just like the peaceful yeah, oh, yeah. i fucking love the way the town looks yeah it's all like vertical and like misty and like mysterious i know like i love the aesthetic of yeah. that that's probably my favorite scene because it's like the least loud mm -hmm. That just feels like the 80s and in that show. I think this movie is like the quintessential Misty movie. More than even like The Mist. That's... I that. don't know about Misty. No. That's like the only Misty scene. There's not that much there's mist. mist in like two shots. I say Misty is like kind of wet. Like there's like dew in the air and there's like gray skies. That's damp. The rest of the movie is more damp than Misty. No, okay. But by Mist, I also mean like damp. And like there's so much fun water in this movie. Okay, you can say it's a wet movie then. Don't say it's Misty. It's because it's... It doesn't deserve the Misty crown. Misty's a subgenre. What does mist make you what does mist make you fucking damp man watch john carpenter's the fog and you'll see what i'm talking guys, about guys you know it was a funny scene when the teenager man stole the bike from the small child tegan oh, laughed that, that was so yeah tegan <laughs> 
I was watching that and I was saying Tegan is gonna like this part when he takes the toddler's bike. She like laughed out loud. She's like, ah. <laughs> no, I was fucking watching that and I'm like, knew exactly that Tegan was gonna. I feel like that. everybody who's watching this is gonna think Tegan is some like crazy person, monster <laughs> who just like hates children, and she does, but it's not in like a. It's not in a mean way. Uh, it is. Yes, uh, it is. Actually, it's not in like a dangerous way. It's not a dangerous. Like a, way. Anytime Tegan sees a kid that she thinks is like valid, she has to like make a big point out of it <laughs> like in her another round review she's like specs is the only valid ch child like you're one of the good ones which just means she didn't hate him <laughs> no hold on i didn't say my favorite scene yet say it i really love the cool ass pirate organ shit and then the water yeah. slide that they go into the water slide did look like fun i'm changing my movie set answer from last episode fuck money i want to go down that cool ass water slide okay like they were spinning around they were like flipping and shit that looks so fun i would die for that jack that actually was from two episodes ago oh shit oh shit yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit just dub in me saying two i'll give you a good two right now okay okay give me a good one two thanks that was good, good. Job, Jack. All right. that, was that was really, really good. good thanks guys i have another question what day of the year is the best like day to watch this movie Ooh. like november, what day november november 3rd september 23rd or november 3rd october 21st that's a good one i think like early september or early october i i'm very sure this movie takes place in october but like not too late in october because it's not that much of a halloween yeah like october 7th i'm gonna say it's like mid-september it's like right after school started but like school's not like difficult yet and it's like the mm. weekend but yeah. it's like also yeah. like rained yesterday so like uh -huh. september 16th after it rained. yeah you're right actually i think it's more early october in like later years school can get hard after like two weeks but like elementary school you didn't do anything for like a month yeah. so it's that vibe elementary school mid-september rainy day weekend what did you guys think of the themes of this movie were? Childhood. Annoying. It's <laughs> my favorite theme. <laughs> I think the theme is kids suck. It's like the quote from the movie when she says kids suck. That is the theme. She's stating the theme out loud. Kids are annoying and they should not be allowed to have vocal cords. <laughs> Tegan's mom saw the movie playing and she's like, why did they make this movie? What was the point? <laughs> <laughs> I think the theme is like anybody can be a treasure hunter even if you're an outcast. That's basic. <laughs> as hell God. that doesn't add Lame. anything that everybody knew like that like tegan literally said annoying and you accepted it <laughs> okay, i'm telling you nobody walked into the movie thinking that you couldn't be a treasure hunter if you were a loser can a theme be one word because like this is a thing i keep hearing in english class like a theme has to be a sentence or a statement a one word answer is not a theme death is not a theme i disagree i hard disagree i think english teachers just want yeah. to have more of a discussion and when someone says just death their eyes like mm -hmm. glaze over so they're like it has to be more <laughs> <laughs> English teachers just like have no idea what to do with their curriculum so they're like they just like make unnecessary rules yeah. about <laughs> discussing film and literature just to make it more like work and less of like creativity thus making kids hate film and literature even more exactly like it's so much more freeing when you just like throw those rules out and just talk about things in a more kind of broad way yeah i agree on topic of the goonies the kids they weren't really that good of actors oh yeah no they, they were <laughs> exactly because <laughs> everything is so overplayed up that everything just hits the same note of loud and excessive i think that delivers more camp and i like that a lot 
lot. Okay, yeah, it's a very campy movie, but I don't know if it makes for a good performance. Like, I love the way that Data delivers all his lines. He always sounds so rushed. Yeah, okay. She is definitely the best actor in the movie. Yeah, and I think he's the only one that, like, never did anything else. Oh, no, he's in the second, the racist Indiana Jones movie. Okay, a lot of this time I watch these, like, childhood movies, like, adventure movies. Like, I watch Stand By Me, I watch Moonrise Kingdom, and at the end of it, I'm struck with this sense of, like, melancholy, of, like, nostalgia, and I'm like oh, wow, look at, like, their childhood gone by. Like, what a beautiful, like, memory. There's always something really poignant about it and, like, sticks with you, you know? And this movie just mm -hmm. did not. <laughs> yeah. It really didn't. The only time I felt something similar to that was, again, when they were, like, biking off into the sunset. And I'm like, this is just such, like, a pure nostalgic memory of, like, biking around with friends on a weekend when there's no, like, societal worries of any kind. But, like, that's just sort of... It's one shot. That's one shot. In the, that's one scene in the movie that's, like, 30 seconds long. So. I disagree agree but this is gonna be like a jack moment because i really love the aesthetic <laughs> and that's what makes yeah. me think about it past watching it also as another thing i am never gonna watch this movie again ever me neither hard disagree hard disagree <laughs> i will watch it right now okay so final thoughts guys final thoughts i think the vibe of this movie is bad on purpose but like not in a good way like bad on purpose where they say it was on purpose after it was bad it just doesn't end it could have been at least a half hour shorter no man they spend so much time time in the caves and i feel like if they cut the time in the caves in half we would not lose anything that's the movie the cave is the movie maybe they just shouldn't have made it <laughs> all right can i say something that's gonna make everybody scream at me i genuinely wish there was more cave time i don't think there's enough <laughs> I was really surprised that we were half an hour in and they weren't in the cave yet. I was like, what? Do they need to expand upon the men's room scene <laughs> and make that more fleshed out? Is that what you wanted, Jack? I want like realistic piss time. <laughs> My final thoughts is that it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like really good or <laughs> even like good. It was like, okay. Yeah. It was like fine. It's between like a five or a six out of 10 for me. I'll kill you. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> I'll just straight up commit murder. I was extremely neutral. I think it started pretty strong and i'm yeah. like okay there could be like a fun adventure they're off to do something and then there is no it didn't happen <laughs> it never happened kind of yeah i would agree with luke i think the opening is better but even from the opening i'm like if this is the rest of the movie it isn't going to be that fun but like it has potential yeah but usually if a movie has like a fun like campy opening and then you like they run off to do something you're like okay maybe it can like trampoline up and just like blossom into like an amazing like amazing entertaining thing yeah. i can't believe what i'm hearing but it just really didn't happen. My head is in my hands right now. This movie has a Cindy Lauper certified banger, and it's not above like a six. What's your letterbox password? No reason. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to give it... I was thinking between a three and a four. I'm going to settle on a four out of ten. Mm. Oh my god, out of ten. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I don't see numbers out of five. Like, that's just what it is on Letterboxd, but I say out of ten, because that's easy. I think this movie is severely underrated by the people that I would call my co-host for this podcast. I don't like the slander I'm hearing. <laughs> I think this movie is a classic. I know I'm nostalgic for it, and that's why I like it, but that's fine. I can do that. Tegan likes all the Barbie movies. Luke likes um, Phantom Express. What the fuck? What's it called? Polar Express. Polar Express, thank you. That movie sucks ass. He likes it. <laughs> it's good. It's, not that, it's, it's not good. That bad. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is horrible. It's not good. Um, but it's, not, it's like a five out of ten. I'm defending myself. This movie bangs. I will say Polar Express is better than this. Manny, you've never expressed an opinion to me that has made me like physically angry before. <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just true. Does the Goonies have a hot chocolate? The Goonies does not have an equivalent to hot chocolate. Oh, this movie has no hot chocolate scene. Does the Goonies have a train on ice? I don't think the Goonies has a train on no, the ice. The Goonies ice has scene. a pirate ship. The Goonies has a cut octopus scene. <laughs> I don't see Polar Express having a cut octopus scene. The kids in Polar Express are infinitely more bearable than the kids in this movie. No, are you kidding me? That one dude with the glasses? <laughs> yeah. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I want to fucking curb stomp that kid. Everyone in this movie is the glasses kid. <laughs> no, that kid's a nerd. I hate nerds. <laughs> Tegan, what's your final rating of um half star? Oh, like a one out of ten. <laughs> I I feel like that's not her genuine rating. No, it is. No, I feel like that's like you're mad. Jack, you're just in denial. No, 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 Tegan. It's down there for her with like cat in the hat, like a quiet place, all this stuff. Tegan, you guys coerced me into giving Repo Man a one star. I feel like there needs to be some reciprocation. I won't be. You have no leverage. Yeah, do we need to like pressure Tegan into bringing her review up? No, I will not be tricked into anything. Tegan, I'm just gonna edit a screenshot of her giving it five stars. I, I don't think, I'm yeah. at the end of my rope. There's nothing else I can do. What are you giving it, Jack? I'm giving this movie like a four, like out of five. I like it a lot. That's all I gotta say. All right, whatever you say, I guess. I understand it's very, very flawed, but I like it. I don't know, man. What else can I say? Huh? Put up the Dukes, Tegan. <laughs> I'm ready to fight anybody that slanders the Goonies. I would literally want to fight against you. Whatever. Tegan, I am an entire foot taller than you. Yeah, and I have strong pinching fingers, Jack. <laughs> Damn. Tegan's gonna pinch you. Color me yellow. We'll move on from the Goonies. Oh, I'll read this question. Okay. Luke, I'm just saying, you wrote, do you have any Ono directors or Ono movies? Sorry. No, it says, do you have any zero out of ten movies? No, you said oh. zero out of ten. <laughs> zero out of ten. Pocahontas. A green Book. I don't think Green Book's that bad. It's offensive. Yeah. And it's like gross and I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, but Viggo Mortensen like folds an entire pizza in half and eats yeah. it. That's gotta be a least That's one true. star. Like, he brings the movie up like a couple stars. No. That movie sucks. I really don't like the Great Gatsby movie. I really, really hate it. The one with Leo? Is that a zero? Yeah, I think it completely missed the point of the book. The book like critiques really like loud and boisterous parties and like it hates the personalities and it doesn't focus on that. It's like a really calm book. And then the movie's literally like a music video. They uh. they do the loud shit. There's like 15 minute party sequences. It completely misses the point of the book and I hate it. Um, It also has music from our century in a movie set in the 20s. Uh, literally has a Lana Del Rey song. That's annoying. <laughs> Are you saying Burning's a better adaptation of The Great Gatsby than The Great Gatsby? I don't even need to think about the fact that that's something you can say and I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> I like, I had no idea that was a theory, but sure, probably. I feel like this is becoming my blue velvet because I've already brought it up this episode and I think every episode before, but I think I've rated it a half star, but I think Dr. Seuss the Grinch musical <laughs> 2020. <laughs> it's barely a fucking movie. Like, it didn't feel like a movie watching it. Like, I guess technically it's like filming a musical, but still it counts as a film. I don't know if any of you noticed, but while we were watching it, I took two shots to get through it. I don't know if anybody <laughs> noticed. I don't think I noticed. My camera was fully on. I, like, I, I couldn't. I did not movie. notice. I love how everybody in that call was just like, oh shit, okay, like, how much is left? Like, but there was like, there was like a good, like, ten people there just like watching this shit. I will never forgive Annika. I don't remember half of that. I saw the movie so recently and I only remember like half of what happens. It's because we weren't paying attention. It's so bad. It's so bad. I was, I was like fairly focused for like a lot of it and it was still like... <laughs> It does it doesn't feel like it should exist. Remember when Annika reviewed it three times? <laughs> <laughs> 
to like try to boost the rating <laughs> yeah. in support of Matthew Morrison. I love Matthew Morrison. He's hot and talented and does not deserve the hate. I love how he played the Grinch. You are all jealous, Matthew. I love you. Please don't listen to the haters. Please, I am a fan. You are not a bad person. That's like my 12 Monkeys comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, probably my answer would be like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, the movie. It's, it's <laughs> so bad. Is it actually that bad? It's actually like probably the worst like comedy I've ever seen. Okay. Like it tries so hard to be funny. It tells jokes every two minutes for the whole movie and none of them are remotely funny in any way. I'm sure there's some like three-year-old that found them funny. That doesn't mean it's a one star. Fair. Okay, here's the next question. Most underrated movie. I think one that's really underrated and got really overlooked is At Eternity's Gate. I agree. Yes! Ooh. Yes! Holy fuck. I watched that movie like a week ago. Oh my god. I found it. I was just like scrolling through Amazon Prime and then I found it and I was like, this looks interesting. And then I watched it just like randomly and then it was like really beautiful and then I was like, Luke, you gotta watch this. And I didn't watch it till like months later and then I was like, wait, this is actually really good. I'm just confused because when it came out, people were just kind of like lukewarm on it. Like mm-hmm. it has like a 6.9 mm-hmm. out of 10 on it IMDb. Really it's like a one of my favorite biopics. It's so good. It's my favorite. It has like a 3.6 at on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like very well received. It was like received as like okay, but I think it's like a really, really well made movie, and I have no idea why it wasn't loved more than it was. What I love so much about it is how it perfectly translates Van Gogh's style as a painter into like the camera work and the color coordination and like how Van Gogh paintings feel as a movie. It's like he made the movie himself. I can't express how much I love that movie's style. It's amazing. It's like some people give it a negative review and they're like, oh, they just didn't know what a tripod was. But like that's how Van Gogh made shit. It's genius. Literally, tripods suck. I hate using tripods. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I just think that movie's very underappreciated. Absolutely. And on the topic of movies that are really underappreciated and sort of go for unconventional, like, visual styles, I think The Polar Express. Oh my, shut the, kick him from the call. Kick him from the call. Kick him from the fucking call. Okay. okay. I want to hear it. He's not allowed. You're, I think The banned. Polar Express. I is... muted him. I can't hear him. <laughs> the Polar Express gives me chills. Is he still Actually, talking? Can I say my movie now? Move on. Huh? Move on. Yeah, go okay. ahead, Jack. <laughs> just held my hand and said, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, like, it's oh just condescending. I literally, like, almost cried when I watched The Polar Express. Shut up, man. <laughs> just stop talking. I hate that. I'm gonna say... Luca Guadagnino is a bigger splash. I agree. I think people know Luca for like, We Are Who We Are and Call Me By Your Name. People know him for those, but nobody talks about a bigger splash. And I think that movie fucking kicks ass. I really love the vibe. Ralph Fiennes is amazing in it. He dances to Emotional Rescue by the Rolling Stones while his like shirt is unbuttoned in like the sun. And it's really like exciting. And like- I love that scene so much. I almost started dancing while I was watching it. Yeah. I I thought it was like a fun, chill, vibe and then it gets really dark very quickly so maybe that's why people were put off by it but Mm -hmm. i still think it was very good what i really love about luca's movies set in italy is that the people like straight up just do not act like humans they're like ethereal beings like they don't act like normal people and i think that's like really exemplified in this movie (laughs) people are just weird as fuck it it works i I really like it yeah ray fines does not behave (laughs) as a human should that that. is not a functioning person (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Like he goes on this huge rant about how he put a 
a bucket in a Rolling Stones song. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'm along for the ride. He was being really strange. I really want to watch that movie again. I guess I just don't watch a lot of movies that go under the radar, typically, but a couple would come to mind. And they're like, they're not really that underrated. I guess they're just sort of, they aren't talked about as much compared to like other stuff in the same genre by the same director. Like one I can think of is Hunt for the Wilder People mm. by Taika Waititi. Yeah. A lot of people talk more about like Jojo Rabbit or What We Do in the Shadows. And I think Hunt for the Wilder People is at least on par with What We Do in the Shadows. And definitely I like it a lot. I think it's better than both of those. Yeah. And I think it's better as well than Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing I want to say, Jennifer's Body. That movie kicks ass. That movie is so fun. I feel like that, that movie's been having a bit of a renaissance recently. Like, Has it? I see more and more people talking I've about it. I've seen people talking about that. I haven't seen Oh, that it. makes me so happy. We People hated this too much when it came out. And like people are seem to be finding a new appreciation for this, it now. That movie fucking is awesome. I love Jennifer's Body so much. Bamboozled has very low ratings in a lot of places, but it's Spike Lee's best movie. Really? It's an incredible oh. movie, Bamboozled. Better than Do the Right Thing. Yes. What? Wow. What? Yeah, Bamboozled is better than Do the Right Thing. Uh-uh. I don't believe that. It is true. I do not believe that. Also, I feel like I was peer pressured into saying Vice was not very good, but I think Adam McKay's movies are <laughs> actually very entertaining, and I liked Vice. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you can like Vice. I liked Vice, but you cannot yeah. say Adam McKay's movies are Okay, right. I'm talking about the big short and Vice. That's it. Okay, good. Yeah. As long as you're not defending Anchorman. I think Vice is a good movie, and I think people hate on it too much. Yeah. I don't think people talk about the White Ribbon a lot when it comes to Michael Haneke, and I think that movie is very, very beautifully shot. It is very stunning, and I think Inland Empire is also underrated. I don't like Inland Empire, and I would honestly agree that it's underrated. Yeah, I got one more, and it is Barton Fink by the Coen Brothers. It's definitely still, like, well-renowned because it's a Coen Brothers movie, but compared to, like, a lot of their other more famous movies, it's definitely overlooked. I think it's as good as many of their other ones. I'm not totally sure about the ending, but it feels like something that's really significant that I need to, I'll get more out of when I go back and rewatch it. So. Yeah, that's one of those, like, Coen Brothers that I feel like I'll get to, like, last. I don't think any Coen Brothers is going to top. Lewin Davis for me. I feel the same way. I mean, I haven't seen Lewin Davis since it's been theaters, so I can't really have an opinion on it. But far since it was in theaters, yeah, I, I was like dragged to it with Holy my family, shit. and I remember like nothing about it. Jesus, yeah, rewatch that man. I know because right now Fargo is my favorite, but that one might be. Yeah, and I love folk music. So okay, that's it for the questions, and now we're going to pick our movie. We'll do the topic first this time before the name. Okay. All right, Luke's shaking up the jar. Let's see what we get guest episode what we gotta pull a guest in okay let's add callum to the call because he wanted to be a guest yeah let's do it let's do it okay you hear callum (laughs) yeah callum do you want to be on the film canister for our next episode uh i don't know come Come on uh yeah sure yeah sure all right We got our next guest. Let's go. Copped me a Callum. <laughs> Cop me one of these motherfuckers. Callum, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a person. I know these guys and people. Yeah, that's all you need to know about me. You're doing a real bad job at like coming off as a human right now. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> me being a human is a uh, is it's debatable. You are kind of the most robotic person I know. Now, Callum, tell us a little bit about your film taste. It's kind of probably worse than everybody else's here. <laughs> that's subjective. That that makes me it makes me stand out. Yeah. So I got a new 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 outlook. Makes you special. I mean, I was going to say, is there such a thing as bad taste? But I think liking the Goonies is bad taste, so. Manny, I'll fight you. You can't get worse than Jack. <laughs> Once again, not afraid to put up the Dukes, man. I mean, you are tall. You are like 
like an inch taller than me. I so. am taller. I may be 139 pounds, but yeah. I'm not afraid to throw hands. Why don't you give us your favorite movie, Callum? Oh, that's yeah. a hard question. Uh, I guess I'll just say The Grand Budapest Hotel. I really like that movie. That's a, good yeah. one. that's a strong choice. That's probably my top five as well. That's a very good one. I saw it like seven times on a plane because it was like the only option. So <laughs> That's a banger movie. I remember you told me that and I was like, how can somebody do that? And then I watched it and I was like, okay, yeah, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. That's probably the movie I could rewatch the most in a row. A lot of details. It's a 15 hour flight. So <laughs> where were you going? Uh, Hawaii, actually. Oh, nice. Okay, Callum, what do you want us to talk about next time? Wait, do I have to like... Pick a movie. Yeah, yeah. Pick, a, pick a movie. Pick a movie. <laughs> Any movie. This is, this, is a, this is a real conundrum. Give me like a little bit of time. Oh yeah, no, we always take like five minutes. We'll be back. All right, I think I know what I want to pick. Okay, I'm excited. I'm feeling uh, sorry to bother you. Ooh, I've been meeting to get around to watching that. Uh, I literally just watched that two days ago, so I'm excited <laughs> to watch it again, I guess. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> That's my fault. I haven't reviewed it yet. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Jack was talking about how he hasn't seen it yet, but he might have gotten it spoiled. But yeah. Like, yeah, that'll be a good No, one. no, no. We can still do it. I'll just watch it again. I don't care. All right. It's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, all right, cool. Cool. This is going to be fun. All right, cool. Awesome. Excited for this. All right. Tegan, can we get an outro? Boop, boop.